What's going on, everybody? This is Philip Good. Welcome to The Goodness. Thank you guys for tuning in. I uh, hope you guys are staying safe. I'm hoping I don't have to keep saying this every episode, but again, hope you guys are staying safe. Hope this thing blows over. And uh, yeah, on today's episode, I chatted it up with uh, Alex from Sparks to Rescue. We chatted about basically Sparks to Rescue and everything else after Sparks to Rescue. So it was a cool chat, man. I really appreciate him taking a call. So give it up for Alex and here's some of Sparks to Rescue. So how are you, man? How's everything? Good. Uh, you know, taking uh, this whole crazy pandemic with a stride, trying to just stay positive. All right. So, you, so you're you're on the East Coast, but like, I know I'm you're... on the East Coast. I'm in Maine. Maine. Um, okay. All right. So there is there is a lockdown, but I mean, we can. I live in a rural area. Uh huh. So you know, I'm, I'm able to go out and walk around with the dogs. Oh and, man, uh, you're you're lucky. Take the trails behind my house. Yeah. So I'm not in you know a big city where you're just like stuck at home. You um, got you got. You got a uh, Stephen King to worry about more than Corona, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some spooky things happening. So you said you guys do have like a slight lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's shut down. You know, okay. Supposed, all the stores are shut down. Everything's shut down. You're not supposed to go anywhere unless you're an essential worker. Sure. Okay. That kind of thing, or you want to get groceries. Because we're because I'm from Chicago and it's a little bit on the more extreme side, but figured. Yeah. I, I was I wasn't sure because like I know Maine's like. Uh, bigger but the population is a little bit smaller but i just wanted to make like think like mm, is it is it everything's still closed that's my main question i would say but yeah, yeah that's everything's good. still except for you know grocery stores that's and that's the only thing really open so so besides like during the lockdown besides like obviously family and the essential stuff how what are you doing creatively um i mean i do I put out music, uh, cover music videos every Thursday. Okay. So I've been doing that for a while, even before this had started. Um, okay. And that's been, you know, so I've been have, able to focus more on that. And also I'm um, recording a record at my house and just, you know, using my home studio a lot more for sure. Oh, awesome. And you're like jumping into all these little topics I wanted to cover. That's awesome. Uh, with that one, because I saw you guys post something or you post something about like uh, – where you did one of your covers, um, not covers, your original, yep. your originals for Fearless. Oh yeah, yeah, I did a Hello Mexico, which is off. Uh, yes. Sun. Awesome. So is that the the kind of thing you're doing, or, or more like yeah, other things? Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm doing those uh, covers once a week, or I'll do originals from Sparks and that kind of thing. But uh, as far as recording, I'm trying to put out my own record um, and just get that started here. But it will be like a lot of acoustic and. Uh, that kind of vibe and that's you or is that still going to be under sparks no that'll just be under me awesome yeah. i can't i'm looking forward to that because i know you uh, i know you were doing uh the cover band right yeah yeah Holly so Heist? i mean yeah so we were doing the cover band doing a lot of weddings doing a lot of uh you know people that were fans of sparks doing mm-hmm. a lot of those weddings we we're doing some bigger cover shows up and down the east coast which is really cool we were heading down to key west once a year doing a spot down there um nice doing some bigger casinos atlantic city to uh hollywood uh hollywood florida we've done uh, the hard rock there a few times 
Damn. Okay. So I was I was gonna cover gigs. Nice. I was gonna ask like, did the cover thing happen because you were kind of over touring, or if it was just a thing no, that happened because the money's good? I would good. love to tour. Yeah, the money's really good. And yeah. I've always, I didn't, you know, as once we were weren't able to really make a living and like realize that you know to really make it and to, to make a living, you know, we toured for five or six years. Yeah. And tried, and we, we'd get by, but I was living at home. You know, I didn't own my own car. I wasn't paying, you know, I barely paid my cell phone bill. Damn. So there came a point where it was like, I got to figure out how to make money. And my dad did uh, was a musician, and he did the cover music scene around here for a long time. There's some beaches, and uh, you can go play there every summer. So I jumped into that, and as the years have gone on, I've gotten, like, a lot more shows. I'll be doing, like, nine to ten shows a week in the summertime. That's um, awesome acoustic yeah down at uh, a place called the Lurchard beach in maine and in portland and we go all the way down to boston we play boston a lot damn that's really cool because because i was i was noticing that uh there's some around here like where guys were in bands before and yeah then they transitioned to cover bands but it's different because you know when i was younger i would hear like oh cover bands and it's just like okay cool they're playing the bar but like now it's these musicians like yourself and, and uh just they're taking the, the the skills and the and the things they learn in marketing and all that and kind of transitioning to the cover band, which is yeah. really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like I love making originals and doing originals, and every even the cover bands are in. We want to write originals and we we put them out and whatnot. But where the money is, like how to make a living doing this mm-hmm. it's, for for me right now, it's doing covers, and and uh, I was able to make a good living. I'm obviously until this whole uh, coronavirus hit, like with all the bars shut down and everything like that. Yeah, that's been that's been tough of knowing when that's gonna open up again. But it's definitely like I was able to transition, make a lot more money. It wasn't that I wanted to stop touring. It was just I wasn't able to uh, fund myself anymore. No, no, I get you. The, the, the ironic thing is, is like for me, is uh, a couple of weeks ago, my buddies in the group chat were like, "Name a band that uh, you wish you could see again, and a band who." Uh, who was like an underrated show performer and you you were you guys sparks was the one that i i came up with and i was like you know i just, uh, might, I just might as well hit up hit up alex and see how he's doing yeah. when was the last time you guys played a show it's in sparks sparks is yeah. original probably two or three years probably okay. two years since we've done an original full out original show and do you miss being on the road with with sparks yeah, or, is that, or is that like a different thing yeah, I miss it. I mean, it's it's been a while now, right? So, like, our last touring, big touring year was probably 2014, mm-hmm. 2015. So, it's been a while. So, I've been out of it for a while. But I definitely miss it. I miss, you know, the, just the excitement of being on the road, being in a new place every day. Oh, yeah. Playing. And it's way easier. Like, I'll go out and do cover shows, and I'm playing three hours, you know? Hell, yeah. And when we do the band, we put on these, like, big, our gimmicks. So, we put on these high-energy rock shows like we used to do with Sparks, right? So, mm-hmm. it's like... Looking back, I'm like, man, we played 30 minute sets, <laughs> and now we're doing like, now we got like two one and a half hour sets ahead of us. And I'm like, holy crap! And the money's probably it's, a little bit. Oh, the money's way better. I mean, yeah. unless you're you know doing a headliner show, and you know selling out big stadiums. But even we would direct if even if we were direct support. I mean, we direct supported the All American Rejects in Europe. Nice. We we're opening up for you know these massive stadiums and we were making 150 dollars or our uh, euros plus know, a beer had to be a beer plus beer so it's <laughs> like they're just like if you're the headliner you're making a lot of money and obviously you know certain tours 
it kind of goes like direct support makes a little bit less and da da da. But like we just never made enough to pay everybody in the band well. Oh, you yeah. know? With what you were saying about the high energy stuff, I was in a band around the time that you guys were tour- touring. And you guys yep. had played something in uh, it was Elgin, Illinois. It was like a west suburb of Chicago, and it was yeah. like it was like a f- mini festival. It's like an indoor festival, and you guys had performed. And what like a, m- when my buddies asked me about the group chat, like which band would you bring back because of the performance aspect? You were doing these like crazy mic swings that I can consider like almost. Adam Lazar from uh, Taking Back Sunday stuff, uh, you know. Definitely. Was yeah. that is that something you were doing on your own, or is it something like, oh shit, he's doing it? I should probably check it out too. I mean, I think I grew up listening. You know, I was a sophomore when that record came out, uh-huh. so it was, it was definitely a big influence. I mean, when I started the band or with Sparks, I was always a guitar player. So when I mm-hmm. got the chance to be a lead singer, I was you know definitely definitely looking to Adam Lazar for inspiration. Nice, because you know, as far as lead singers go, because when I it wasn't uh, you either. It was I was looking at Adam Lazar because I was trying to do the mic swings, not as good as you guys, yeah. not as good as you guys. But yeah, it, it I, took a while, a lot of broken mics. Yeah. Tell you what. <laughs> and it, I think I hit one of my guitarists in the head once, but he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. But <laughs> but when I was doing it, uh, I was mid like trying to get that down and then i saw the performance you guys put on at, it was mad maggie's back in the day and i was yep. just like oh you know what that's that's something else that's a little little much do you do you remember that tour at all i do i i remember playing that spot i you know it's hazy now but i definitely yeah remember playing mad maggie's you know what was like wow. so why did uh without getting you know too personal why why did you guys transition out of uh, sparks rescue um eventually things just kind of felt like fell apart as as the years went on more and more members left sure and we'd have to keep replacing you know Mm. just hey we're not making enough money i want to get my own apartment i want to grow up it was was basically kind of what was happening right um a lot of people left for for girlfriends and wives and things like that you know being on the road all the time it doesn't it's not great for relationships no i get you so i think you know eventually it was just the time we re- we realized that it wasn't it wasn't doing that great you know we were uh people were listening to new music less and less you know we had that that problem where we released our first record and that was always the record you know that people know us from sure and we released and people still hey why don't you guys release new music it's like we released a record last year you know <laughs> yes. rnet but <laughs> yes. no you know it's just the way it is like i still love so many bands like uh that put out new records all the time I, I, off the top of my head i can think of saves the day nice you know people will go oh have you checked out new saves the day it's like i listen to saves the day all the time but i still listen to the first three saves the day records of course you know i haven't checked out new stuff and i think that was kind of the problem that we ran into was people would still listen to us but they'd listen to eyes to the sun and or the record before that i know a lot of cats around here in chicago still listen to you guys so that's why that was definitely brought up so hey man you, nice. guys, you guys definitely left the cool mark so it's one of the top yeah, bands that i, I listen to so that's 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 great to hear and i'm i'm going back and forth because like i said earlier you were jumping through all these topics that i definitely wanted to jump on so when you were uh you're saying you're writing at home now when you play guitar. Did you yep. write the lyrics and the melodies and all that when you were during your writing process for say, uh, sorry, Sparks to Rescue, or was it just kind of like yeah. you guys would jam and something would spark? 
usually I'd have some sort of riff. Um, I okay. did a lot of the riff writing. Okay. And then I'd have some chord structures and then bring it to the band and they would, you know, make it their own, change things around. I, you know, usually had some sort of melody to go with it. Sometimes the songs would come in almost finished, like a song Hello Mexico was a song that I had written and pretty much completely had it had it written before, you know, we recorded that one. Nice. And then to other ones where it was just, you know, had uh, chemistry set, I just had this bass line, this do-do-do-do, and, you know, mm-hmm. gave that to the band, and it turned into this, this thing that we all wrote together, you know. And so songs were written differently as far as uh, how they're written. But I, I pretty much did most of the lyric and melodies. Good. And nice. uh, everybody, you know, we all contributed, which was... Yeah, as, as people left the band and different records came about, you could definitely hear the transition of different people throwing their uh, their style in. You know, nice. I, I always like to ask that question. Anyway, I talk to a lead singer just because I was a lead singer, and the process was always interesting. That everyone has the different thing, and I always bring up the topic of like Fall Out Boy has you know their bassist writing all the lyrics, and yeah, it's just like almost like are you willing to give up some of that ego to like write your own stuff or to take someone else's? So. It's interesting to take that take with uh so holly heist right that's the cover yes band? are that's there the cover band right are now. there any besides yourself are there any old sparks members in there or is it just you? Uh, um there it pretty much just me there are a couple yeah that uh that were in sparks in and out mm-hmm. so nick our drummer was uh in sparks the rescue from 2013 to 14 with uh this record truth inside the fiction and then um matt the bass player was in Sparks from uh, 2015 to 17 when we kind of started doing a little bit of the cover shows mm-hmm. before we stopped uh, doing Sparks altogether. So, but none of them were original members or through the big touring days. Gotcha. I saw you guys did the did a cover of 500 Miles. Which, yeah. was, which was fantastic, but the thing—the thing that's interesting about you being in a cover band is that everything sounds like Sparks to Rescue doing a cover, no, which, is, know, which is fantastic. That's so. <laughs> what he says. I definitely have like you know, I, I sound like me. Yes, I haven't uh, obviously been to a show, but do you guys have like a specific like genre you guys like to cover? Mm. I mean, I, I guess it depends. Um, now it's more getting people to dance and hot up upbeat energy stuff sure so i mean we like i love to do pop punk Mm -hmm. you know and we have the violin player so it's pretty cool to do yellow card nice Um, nice we do fall up boy we do everything with the the violin twist so kind of like yellow card nice i guess but we're doing yeah anytime we can but if we walk into a bar and it's a country bar and there's you know the demographics 40 to 60 we're not going to bust out we're going to go more Tom Petty yeah. and uh, some country, that kind of thing. And do you guys, you guys are taking any requests or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Oh, man, that was crazy. Well, well anything that's like top 40 on the radio throughout the years, we probably could figure it out, you know. We've got iPads connected to the internet. You can look the song up. Nice. It's, they make it real easy these days. No, I, I mean, what you guys had for... Um... Well, I know you're talking about the live thing, but what you guys did for 500 miles, I thought that was, <clears throat> sorry, fantastic like for you guys to be able yeah. to, because currently I transitioned from music to filmmaking. So I'm doing mm-hmm. mu- music videos and commercials and stuff like that. So you, putting out content that's like cool. you guys did for uh, 500 miles, I mean, that's a that's something I would watch every day, especially right now, which <laughs> not, not, not much to do. So. Yeah, we've done that one. We've done Jimmy Eat World. We just did a quarantine edition of... Um... 
uh, Iris by Goo Goo Dolls, where we're all in separate houses, you know, our separate houses. And- I like that that's like, it, it's a quarantine thing, but the original, have you seen the movie The Rocker with Rain Wilson? <sighs> yes, yeah. The, the naked drummer, that's the original Skype sesh right there, where he didn't even right. know the camera was on, he's just butt naked, but that's awesome yeah. that you guys are doing that too. Well, yeah. Okay, let's do a little bit of a story time. So, so do you remember a tour? Let's see. It was Sparks the Rescue, The Scenic, and Dangerous Summer. Yes. Okay. So you guys played somewhere, I don't know, again, somewhere west suburb around here. And uh, we we bumped into each other and, had yep. a, and we were chit-chatting about, and this was actually around the time where Charlie Sheen was at his hottest peak before pre pre HIV Charlie scene but the, yeah the more crazy one and you guys had written a cover yeah or I'm sorry it wasn't a cover it was an original it was originally a, a rewritten of one of our songs with Charlie Sheen that's right that's right and we were chatting and we were actually, I think we were having a drink at the time and we were talking about that and if you were going to play it and then you had a, a friend of mine had come into the conversation and she was known for going around shows and introducing band members to what she had as a lemonade juice, which was not good because many have suffered the worst to this lemonade juice because it's a vodka lemonade that tastes terribly like lemonade, so you can't even notice. And you guys were about to play, and you went off to, you know, have some of the juice. And do you recall not making it (laughs) no no idea yeah so i don't recall so the sparks the rescue played without you and we we were like where where, where's alex uh, i I was i was out cold you you got got you got got to the lemon juice man by the lemon juice yeah man so a lot of the a lot of the touring days are very hazy for those (laughs) those reasons just absolutely shit-faced in different places (laughs) getting lost we had one uh, one of our guys got lost on Bourbon Street, and uh, oh wow, okay, New Orleans. We couldn't find him. We were with Hit the Lights, so we didn't know where the heck he was. We're all we're all down there. I'm like, we gotta go. He's probably got a taxi back. And they're like, no, we gotta find him. I'm like, all right, we gotta find him. So a few of us head back, but they ended up finding him. Bourbon Street wallet like passed out on Bourbon Street. Wallet out, cell phone out. He's out cold. Ah, uh, so thank God they found him. Yeah, nice. And he was, what was I going to say? You could have just uh, sprung up a parade for him on Berber Street yeah. to find him that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was actually pretty dead the time we were there for that. It was uh, off season. Have you guys ever played in New Orleans? Or oh, that was it. That was the, the, the yeah, first yeah, show, we right? Played, I think it was outside of New Orleans. Um, oh, okay. But never played downtown. Gotcha. Well, at least you got the visit and got a story out of it. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, man. Well, Alex, I'll, I'll wrap this up for a little bit. Uh, Thanks for being on, man. It was a pleasure yeah, chat. You. Pleasure chatting with you. We'll do this again maybe soon if you're bored. If this quarantine keeps going, so Oof, hope not. Hope not either. But I hope we do do it again, though. Definitely, man. All right, man. Take care. You too. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We're gonna keep pumping out these episodes uh, as much as I can. We'll see. Um, but yeah, stick around. More to come. Peace. <laughs>